So fair, I love I I, I subscribe to fair. You know who the fair. Uh, Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting. That's what it stands for. So they monitor how the media is covering stuff, which they're, I love. They do a great job. Can we and, say that they actually do that job, too? They're not Media Matters. They actually do that job. Yeah. As a, media Matters does do uh, good work half the time. Half the time, yeah. And then the other true. half the time, they are not. <laughs> and they'll, they like, for instance, I'm going to guess Media Matters didn't pick up on this. Because Media Matters is now a pro-democratic organization. They're not just media watchdogs. They're media watchdogs only some of the time, right? If a right-winger does something crazy that they don't like, they'll cover it. But this they're okay with. They're okay with war propaganda. They're okay with the red baiting. They're okay. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. Well, everybody's comfortable ignoring the fact that what the Democratic Party is is the soft and fluffy arm of the military-industrial complex. It's the it's the pat on the back. You are correct, David. Dave Reinitz is correct once again. <laughs> uh, so hits here says five top papers. The five top papers in the United States run eighteen opinion pieces praising serious strikes. How many of those opinion people's pieces were critical? Zero. Not one opinion piece in our top five leading newspapers in the United States did run a critical story or a critical opinion piece of the bombings by the way this is from adam johnson who works for fair he does great work i follow him on twitter you should too and um so he go this is from his article he says five major u.s newspapers the new york times washington post usa today wall street journal and the new york daily news so he goes on to and he shows you the stories they ran 18 different stories they offered no opinion space to anyone opposed to Donald Trump's Thursday night airstrikes. None. Wow, I, I love that we don't have a government-controlled press. Isn't it great that we have free press in America? By contrast, the five papers ran a total of 18 op-eds, columns, or news analyses. Is that how you say it? Analysis? Uh, articles dressed up opinion pieces that either praised the strikes or criticized them for not being harsh enough. <laughs> so here they are. He lists them. So here's the New York Times. Here's the, the stories they did. After the missiles, we need smart diplomacy on Syria. The next story was acting on instinct. Trump upends his own foreign policy, originally headlined on Syria attack. Trump's heart came first. <laughs> they changed it. They changed it. Trump raises the stakes for Russia and Iran. Syria's conundrum, limited strikes, risk, and trenching Assad's strategy. Limited strikes. So you, can't, you don't want to do limited strikes. We want to go all balls out. That's what that sounds like, right? So we come down to the Washington Post. Here's their editorial. Trump's chance to step into the global leadership vacuum. That's what he's doing by bombing Syria. He's stepping into the global leadership vacuum. That's according to the fucking Washington Post. Global leadership. Uh, Trump enforces the red line on chemical weapons. That's also in the post. Remember, Obama wouldn't do it. Trump's doing it. Yay, war! I really love that one Washington Post uh, editorial because it could just be rewritten. Like, here in the United States, you're not presidential until you strike somebody. Until you, until bomb you launch someone. your first airstrike. Then you got hair on your chest. Yeah. I mean, sure. I. <laughs> There's some more Washington Post. Trump has an opportunity to right Obama's wrongs in Syria. Ugh. 
This is a freaking Washington Post. And you wonder you wonder why people get their news from YouTube. You wonder why we went into the Iraq war. We did Libya. We're still in Afghanistan 16 fucking years later. It's because of the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC are worth shit. Exactly what Chomsky said. They are there to further the agenda of the plutocrats and the establishment. And they are manufacturing consent about a fucking war right now. Syrian opposition leader Trump has a chance to save Syria. That was in the Washington Post. Was Trump's strike, Syria's strike, a moral impulse or a policy change? Those are the two options. <laughs> and, and it's interesting that all of this is about is it's about the act, right? It's all about this is why it was a good thing for him to have gone. To, yes. There's no discussion about the fact that it was completely illegal. No, not one. That he did not have the authority to do this. Well, those articles, I'm sure, have been written, but they're not being published in the Washington Post or the New York Times or the USA Today or the New York Daily News. They're not being, or the Wall Street Journal. They're being written somewhere. They're not being published in those, in America's papers. They're not, again, you get one point of view. Mm -hmm. That's what you get. And now they're defunding our show. So now the establishment, because of an article in the Wall Street Journal... Now pulling their ads on the eve of a war from shows like this. Mm, I bet it's nothing. So here's some more. Here's some more Washington Post stories. Ready? Uh, Will Trump's decision to strike Syria reset his presidency? Trump might be going to war, but he has no plans for establishing peace. Though the the peace has... uh, Though though the piece has criticism of Trump, it starts by declaring that the missile strikes were, quote, an appropriate response to an act of unspeakable horror. You know, every time I'm seeing all these, you know, headlines, I keep thinking to myself, they, shouldn't they just say lots of dead people, lots of blood, America? How do you feel I about think, this? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like I these think, are kind of... I don't know. They, they're disconnected. The, he- the headline should be, this time bombing's going to fix things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, how do you fix something with a bomb? Why don't we just bomb fucking Flint? So here's, there's more. Here's from the Wall Street Journal. Day Day ran two stories. Editorial Trump Syrian Opportunity. That was one. And the other one was, with strike on Syria, Trump sends a global... Oh, I don't get the end of that. I'm going to get I'm going to guess it says global message. <laughs> yes. The USA Today, their stories were editorial. Trump pulls the trigger in Syria. The other one was Syria. Syria missile strike could lead to political. I mean, again, we didn't get the rest of that. Uh, and it's from the Daily News. Praise praise Trump Syria action, but question his explanation. Trump Syria response raises urgent questions. And Trump's Syria action, a limited strike for a specific purpose. So that's the daily news. That one in the middle was kind of okay, but it should have been Trump's Syria response raises urgent questions. That should have been asked first. That should, that have, should, been, have, been should asked have been asked first. before we did anything. Yeah, those questions should have been asked and answered mm-hmm. and then discussed before we started bombing another country. And those questions should include things like, is it legal? 
Why are we doing it? Well, uh, How much does it cost? Is this also another false flag operation like from 2013 that we found out about in the exact same way? Right. Are we doing this as a show? Are we actually yeah. not even going to take out the runway that the planes took off on and they'll be flying again tomorrow? I mean, it's just... Hey, why do we care? How about we just go bowling instead? I would have even liked that question. <laughs> why yeah, do... bowling has strikes in it, so that's, that's good. Oh, bowling has ah. strikes. Bowling your way to peace in Syria. I prefer a bowling strike than a missile strike. That's great. He goes on, MSNBC didn't give a platform to a single dissenting voice until four hours after the attacks began. When, crossed, when host Chris Hayes, according to his, had uh, has his own recount, had on two guests opposed to the airstrikes in the midnight slot. So they did. A, so they wait till everybody goes to bed. Right. <laughs> we did our war propaganda. See Brian Williams, did you see that part? The beautiful, he quoted Len Cohen. Uh, not Len Cohen. Leonard. Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Cohen. I, yeah. I call him Len. You guys run a first name. <laughs> I call basis. you know me. I call you know Bobby De Niro. Same kind of thing. Bob Mitchum. <laughs> That's how about a first name base with a lot of people. Donnie Tynahan. Donnie Tynahan. <laughs> I don't call him Mister Claus. It's Santa. <laughs> uh, uh, MSNBC host Brian Williams got in, got into uh, it when he lovingly admired a slick video sent over by the Pentagon showing Tomahawk missiles being fired from the U.S. Navy vessels. You saw that video in the... Lovingly admired. Wow. CNN's uh, resident serious military person, Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling, repeated over and over that the strikes were, quote, bold, tactical. CNN's Fareed Zakaria gushed praise on Trump Friday morning, telling host Allison Allison Camarota, quote, I think Donald Trump became president of the United States. This was a big moment. I thought the big moment was when he used that poor grieving widow for for a photo op. I thought that was his big moment. I thought that was when he was a leader. Yeah, that's when he he showed how we still exploit uh, the grieving widows of our soldiers who die in these fucking stupid wars for no point. You mean that? I thought that's when he became president. You're right, Ron. That's what Fareed said. He became president then when he he exploited the grief of a widow. I thought he. I thought his big moment was when he put down Arnold Schwarzenegger's ratings on New Apprentice. (laughs) I thought (laughs) that's when he really became president. Uh, due to the mostly bipartisan support for the airstrikes, this is still Adam Johnson and Fair. He says it's somewhat predictable that corporate media would follow suit. No need to debate the morality or utility of the strikes because the scene played out per usual. Dictator commits an alleged human rights alleged. violation. Mm-hmm. The media calls on those in power to do something, and the ticking time bomb compels immediate action. Lest we look weak on the global stage, anything that deviates from this narrative is given token attention at best. And you wonder why people get their news from YouTube. And you wonder why they're now pulling the funding out from shows like this shows who give you a counter narrative to what the establishment both political parties the military industrial complex are saying you know the all the media is owned by six companies you know that just so you know uh, every radio station every newspaper every television station every magazine they're all owned by six companies so, the CNN owned Jugs. I'm pretty sure CNN owns Jugs and Swank. I don't think they still make those magazines, by the way. 
I don't think there's a Jugs magazine. Is there? there people, people still buy magazines? I'm trying to be an optimist here, Jimmy. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate your optimism. And uh, it doesn't look good. It looks like we're totally fucked. We have two parties that are pro-war. MSNBC can't stick their head far up their military-industrial complex's ass any more than they already have. They are a dumpster fire. Do not listen to people who are going along with the establishment narrative that uh, we need to bomb Assad, that we need to overthrow Assad. When someone says we need to overthrow Assad, you ask them, what do you want to replace him with? And if we care so much about dead babies in Syria, why don't we care about dead babies in Yemen? Why don't we care about dead babies in Libya, in Saudi Arabia, in Afghanistan? In, we don't care about fucking dead babies. We don't even care about a democratically elected government. Why don't we get rid of our torture facility in Cuba? We're such humanitarians. Yeah, so Assad used some gas to kill some Syrians, so we're going to use some bombs to kill some Syrians because we use humanitarian bombs, which skip kids and, late, and old ladies and just blow up, and then they don't actually hurt you. They hug you to death. Don't believe it. Don't listen to it. And you wonder why people get their news from YouTube. And if you think this is important, this kind of news, if you think you want to see more of this, please, underneath, we have a bunch of links on ways you can support us. You can do it through Patreon. You can do it through our premium program at Pay PayPal. You can buy a T-shirt. You could use our Amazon link. There's lots of ways to help support the Jimmy Dore Show. Because it looks like World War III is coming, and they're going to lie to you nonstop at 1,000 miles an hour. And we're going to still be here. Hey, our next live Jimmy Dore show is April 24th. April 24th, live in Burbank. We do two shows a month, live shows. So get your tickets right down there, jimmydorecomedy.com.